What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Kings of CONCACAF podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And today, we're going to be talking about the U-20 game against Brazil. So, um, if you guys did not watch it, were not able to watch, it was a 4 nothing uh, loss to Brazil. But um, for those who have watched it or um, kind of heard about what happened... Um, no one was necessarily surprised um, by the uh, output of the game, um, or outcome, I should say. And uh, for a couple of different reasons, they just hired their coach last Friday, so hasn't even, it was not even a week. I, think, I guess fr- uh, Friday to Wednesday would have been five days. Five days hired before major tournaments. That's not, not great. The um, roster wasn't released till last week. And they only trained one time together. They um, made it to Mexico on Monday, and then they trained uh, on Tuesday. But you can't really train at a full, um, full like level, full, high, like the high intensity of a normal training session the day before a game. So there's that factor as well. So it's like you're basically playing a game when you haven't. Um, trained a full training session you have no cohesion with any of the players um so yeah you can't really expect too much out of them i think that there's definitely um a you know promise with this group because um the talent pool is definitely very good with this team you got um caden clark kate cal malik sanogo um dante seeley paxton aronson slanonia um, I mean, yeah, you got a lot of guys that are that are really solid on this team. So, um, Justin Che as well, who was a little shaky yesterday, but um, yeah. So you have a lot of these prospects that are solid players for, um, you know, their their uh, their club team. So I think that um, they definitely are going to get better as they train more, as they um, have more cohesion in the team. And um, I think the future is bright for this group. I will say, I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the tournament for them. I think they play again on Saturday. Um, I want to say against Colombia. Not exactly sure. I should I should know that, but I I don't. Um, but I do know they play on Saturday. All right, so we're just gonna kind of go through first the first half, then the second half um, of the game. Just some notes that I had written down. First, Justin Che looked very bad in the beginning of the first half he ended up being okay um he didn't make some more mistakes but i'd say the first 15 minutes looked i mean awful he looked lost he was getting beat on just about every single you know thing that came his way so that's not great um but he did he did end up playing okay i have noted um a little later that i'll talk about something else that happened with him but i will say for the most part, after that first 15, 20 minutes of poor play, he, he you know, bounced back a little bit. Um, Daniel Leva, um, yeah, uh, not not impressed with him, looked bad. Casey Walls, I think, was probably the the worst player for the U.S. men's national team. Um it's arguable. We'll talk about who else I think may be the worst later um, in in the recording. But, yeah. So, Che, Leva, Walls all looked very bad in that first 15, 20 minutes. I also noted players, 
the all of the USA players could not handle any pressure um, that was given um, to them by the Brazil team. Um, when I was watching, there'd be a pass. It they'd pass when someone in the US would pass um, to another player, and the second there was any pressure, it'd be ball given away, and then quick counter by Brazil and. They'd either score, get a shot, hit the crossbar, whatever. It was um, it was bad. Twenty um, fourth minute, I noted Dante Sealy and Aronson had a good combo. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, Aronson got the ball on the right side of the box, kind of dribbled um, towards uh, the the middle of the box. You know, kept the ball well. I thought passed it to Sealy. He you know got a couple, beat a couple guys. They called offside. Should have been a pen. Um, <clears throat> wasn't a pen, but that's that's besides the point. 20, 29th minute, um, good ball from uh, Jack McGlynn to Paxton Aronson. Um, able to win the corner. Ja- uh, Jack McGlynn didn't have a great first half. Gave the ball up a decent amount. Um, was kind of forcing stuff, but I will say I was much more impressed with him in the, in the second half. Um, Kate Cowell was doing way too much. I was actually listening to, so it was on Tudain, Tudain, I don't know how to, T-U-D-N, I think it's Tudaining or whatever, it's the Spanish, um, broadcast, and I was listening there, but I, I don't know much Spanish at all, so I was, I muted it and was watching, um, Tactical Manager TV's, um, watch along, so shout out him, and I had seen uh, a couple comments mention, um, Kate Cowell, they thought he was playing hero ball, which, that is a very accurate description of how he was playing, he was playing hero ball, that's, I mean, he was doing way too much, every time he's on the ball, he's trying to take it down the, um, take it down the wing, beat guys, and it's like, I'm not necessarily um, mad about that. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say because um, <coughs> he, like, I want I want people to be, like, aggressive and go at players, but when every single time you're on the ball, that's what you're going to do. You become very predictable and easy to defend, easy to defend, so... You know he might beat the part. He might beat the first guy, but everyone knows he's just gonna try to beat the second. Gets the ball taken away from, from him, or he's you know trying to do a very, you know, sharp cut, puts it out, puts the ball out of bounds, or he's you know he does beat the man only, and then he when he's trying to cross the ball in. I mean, so yeah, was not impressed by him at all. I will say. It wasn't terrible because I do appreciate that he, you know, is at least trying to move the ball forward, not playing passively. But I will say he gave the ball up so much. Just about every single time he was on the ball, he gave it up. Um, I noted McGlynn forcing the ball forward, which similar to Kate Cow, it's like I don't necessarily mind when you're trying to push the ball forward. Um, that's not a bad thing. Because you want to be progressive and, and positive thinking when you're when you're playing, but at the same time, if it's not there, it's not the worst thing to you know turn and play negative when you need to. So that's what that's what I'll say there. Caden Clark, 
Um, I thought he pressed the ball really well. He reminded me of um, Brendan Aronson in that way, where he's high energy, pressing the ball well, forcing um, the Brazilian team to make uncomfortable passes, which is great. He didn't really do too much in the game on the ball. Um, I can't. I don't think he got too many touches on the ball when he was he was in, which. Um, I think it's because he was playing like a striker role at one point, which is very odd because he's not a striker at all. So that's one thing. Um, but I'm hoping next game that he can play in like the center mid slash center attacking mid role and, um, you know, play better in that role. Um, so, yeah. 43rd minute, Che let man in behind, causing a goal right. Um, so the 43rd minute, the... I don't, I don't, I don't know really any of the Brazilian players, but they played a ball in behind on the on the left side, and Che was playing right back, so he literally let the man like right in behind him, and he was nowhere near. Um, and then the guy passed it across the box, scored, um, and then Brazil went up three nothing. So yeah. Uh, last thing to note about um, the the first half, I'm just gonna repeat. I just wrote last thing, Kyle trying way too hard um, to end the first half. He took a shot with his weak foot from about 30 yards out, and it's sailed. Like, it's just, it, it's unnecessary. Um, he could have played a ball in the box, look for someone at the top of the box, look for someone on the wing. Like, he could have done so many different options rather than shooting with your weak foot from 30 yards out. It's like, that's just not, not, not possible. Okay, moving on to the second half. Um, Cade Cowell, again, distribution (laughs) has been bad. I know it's kind of a theme. I don't want to hate on him too much because I know um, he's a a kid. He's, I mean, he's not that much younger than me because I'm not that, I'm not old necessarily either, but I will say um, he's still learning. He's still very young um, in his career. I just think he was trying way too hard. And um, and that that can not not be great. Um, uh, second, Jack McGlynn looks much more composed, and um, this was definitely <coughs> much better from him in the second half. Um, he definitely impressed me uh, in the second half more than he did in the first half. I don't think he was bad in the first half. A lot of people were saying that he was not very good in the first half, and I disagree with that. He had a couple passes where he forced, um, but he, I think he was better than, um, uh, Leva, 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 yeah, um, Daniel Leva, yeah, he was better than Daniel Leva, I thought, um, so, and they were both playing as, like, a dual eight, um, so, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna skip over these two things, just more about Cade Cal, but I don't, you you guys don't need to, um, hear me again talk about, you know, what I'm thinking um, about Kate Cal just because you guys know uh, I was not a fan of how he played in this game. Um, also, I will say, coverage of this game was not good at all. Um, it was hard to, like, first of all, USA didn't have any names on the back of the shirts, which that's something that they should probably look into. I know youth levels... Um, you don't normally have it, but it would just make it way, um, make it way easier to, 
to just figure out who's who, especially when, I mean, you know, like some of the, you know, big names, bigger names that are already popular. Um, but some of the guys that aren't, you know, nearly as popular, some of the guys that didn't start, so you can't look at the numbers from the starting lineup. Coverage needs to be better because even on subs, it was difficult to like figure out who was who. Um, and also the fact that it was only on a Spanish only broadcast. I don't know Spanish, so if you know Spanish, it would maybe it wasn't as bad. But since I didn't know, it was hard to keep track of who was who because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand Spanish. Um, so there, I mean, I'm sure the TV rights are already, um, agreed upon. So we're, we probably won't get an English broadcast in any of the games, um, for the next two, but I will say, um, that maybe for the next two 20 tournament, they can look into, into that. So, all right. Um, Another note here. I feel like this is um, a pretty negative podcast episode, which I think it's because last night when I was writing down these notes as I was watching the game, I was frustrated with the output. But I will say not to um, not to completely discredit the team's shortcomings because they didn't play well. But I don't really think you can expect them to play very well um, with all the circumstances. New coach, not training just found out they were going to be part of the national team last, you know, last week. So lots of these factors, um, you know, contribute to the fact that they didn't play well. So it's hard to really gauge um, how they were because of those factors. So if I am seeming negative, um, it is true there was negative aspects because as individuals, none of none of the players really stood out and it, collectively um they didn't look good so there are not it's not like i'm needing needing to be very positive because um that would be silly to be extremely positive because they didn't play well um but i will say i think that this um from my notes last night are more negative um seeming than i really truly feel because in the moment um i was it was i was frustrated Okay, so next note. Um, some of these next are positive. I think I was trying to come to my senses about. Okay, it's okay. Also, I will say they did play better in the second half. Um, Brian Gutierrez definitely looked bright since coming on. He um, was taking guys on and beating guys. Um, he just kind of was that spark off the bench for the team. So I think he's a bright spot so far. Um, maybe we'll see him get the start in the next game. Who knows? I don't really know much about their their coach, what his style is. Uh, but let's hope that he's um, not at all like Triple G for the for the senior squad. Seventy um, seventh minute. Um, Gutierrez, great Meg. I can remember this exactly. He. Um, Took he was on the left side, cut back to the right, magged a guy. Um, I think he beat another guy or two, and then he eventually gave the ball up on the pass. But I will say, he um, definitely shined in his dribbling skills. Um, 81st minute, decent combination play, leading to Sonogo shot, then corner. 
Um, I can't exactly remember. I wish I had wrote down who the other players were involved. I can I can remember the, the play. He, uh, Sano goes on the left side of the box, took a shot. Um, Brazil goalkeeper um, saved it out of bounds. Um, and then, I mean, obviously didn't score off it, but um, yeah, if I... If I'm thinking correctly, maybe it was uh, the John. I know Jack McGlynn. Um, he did play a ball over the top to. I think that might have been a different thing, but point is, 81st minute, Sonogo, um, good shot um, on a tight angle, forced the uh, goalie to save out of bounds, got won the corner. Um, 84th minute, Nascimento. Um, Absolutely just cooked Casey Walls. I mean, this was it, it was not it was not pretty. Um, I mean, I I do I will put a caveat here with Nascimento um, is like the supposedly supposedly the best player for Brazil's um, U20 uh, squad, and he's already had offers in the 25 30 million range. So he's a player of extremely high quality. But he got absolutely um, embarrassed by Nascimento. Nascimento. I don't know why I keep calling him Nascimento. Um, Nascimento. Okay, oh, 89th minute. So, yeah, the the Sonogo shot was not by Jack McGlynn. So, 89th minute, fantastic ball into the box by Jack McGlynn. Um, I think it was Gutierrez who then just kind of kicked it out to the wing after getting it because his first touch wasn't great. But... Uh, yeah, 89th minute, great ball by McGlynn. And then my last note was Brazil looked bad on corners and crosses um, marking. Um, there was a couple times where on corners and crosses, we did get free headers or lightly defended headers. So, you know, there's something to think about for if we do have to play Brazil again. I don't know if we're going to have to. I don't really know how the bracket works. Um if we'll make it far enough to play them again, or even if we do make it far, we may have to, um, I don't know. Point is, um, that's something to note. Uh, I didn't think they were great. I thought they were great um, a lot of other ways, but I will say marking in the box on corners and um, crosses were not great. That's really the only um, glaring weakness I you could say, I guess, for the Brazil team. Um, if I were to watch it again, I'm sure... I, I could pick up on more stuff that they were lacking in. Um, but last night when I was watching, I was really just focusing on the USA players um, for for this uh, for this podcast. All right, so um, to wrap it up, not a great game by any means, but I think that there is um, lots of pot- potential with this team. I think that um, the future is definitely bright, even after this um, dark spot, I guess you could say. I don't know. Um, future is definitely bright. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy with the outcome of of uh, of the game. I guess. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm happy because I'm happy in the sense that they did get one game under their belt. They got all the jitters out of the way. They got, um, you know. The they got some experience playing with each other, and I think that 
um, as they train more, like I've said before, as they get to know the system a little bit better, um, things will start coming into place. Do I think they'll win this this tournament? No, I don't. Um, but I do think that they will play much better in that in the second game and third game than they did this game. This game. And I will also note that Brazil is a fantastic team. They're like one of the favorites to win the U twenty World Cup. So that's also something to note. We were not ready for this game for the reasons that I've mentioned. Brazil has been training for three weeks, and they're also um, one of the favorites to win the World Cup. So, um, so yeah. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Nate, and I will talk to you next time.